Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 pets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio on Independent Dog 1100 KFNX. It's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good afternoon. It's July 19th. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. Thanks for tuning in today. Sitting beside me is Bill Brady, teaching me the ropes as this is just the third week of Pet Talk Today. Thanks to Bill. So far, I've not pushed the wrong button, set the station on fire, or gotten us fined by the FCC. So I'd, I'd say that uh, so far it's a success. It is. How you doing, Bill? I'm good. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm excited about today's show. Today we're going to be talking about cats. We've got uh, a noted international expert on cat behavior, Marilyn Krieger. She's also an award-winning author of the book uh, Naughty No More, so we're going to have her on in a little bit. Did Do you have cats? I did. When uh, my wife... Uh uh, and I had a, um, a cat, um, which uh, her, her name was Rita, but my wife referred to her as the Bush. I'm the Bush. Sure, I'm not sure what the derivation of that was, but uh, uh, loved her with uh, uh, all of our hearts. She was a, a tremendous, uh, she was a part of the family. Fantastic. Well, it's a good thing that you're married. Because according to CNN, if uh, you want to attract women, you need to keep your cat out of your dating profile. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I-, I didn't know that. But according to CNN, they said that they've got catastrophic news for animal lovers. Men who like cats are less likely to get a date. Uh, that's the takeaway from a study by Colorado State University, which found that women are less likely to swipe right or say yes to men if they're posing with a cat in a picture. See, and I always thought, you know, real men have cats. Scientists showed hundreds of women photos of two men, both men pictured with and without a furry companion. Their responses showed that the men's luck got noticeably worse when women saw the picture. <laughs> With a cat. According to CNN, men holding cats were viewed as less masculine, more neurotic, <laughs> agreeable and open, and less dateable, the authors wrote. When, when shown the cat-free picture of one of the subjects, 38% of women said they were likely or very likely to casually date him, while 37% said they'd consider a serious relationship with him. But a picture of the same man holding a cat gave the respondents pause (laughs) for thought. And those numbers dropped to 33% for each category. Meanwhile, the proportion of women saying they'd never consider getting involved with him rose from 9% to 14%. By comparison, positive ratings for the second subject did not decline significantly when he was pictured with a cat, but women were more likely to rule him out as a potential partner. It says here, when he was pictured alone, 40% of respondents said they'd be 
unlikely or certain not to date him casually, but this rose to 45% when he was joined by a cat. (laughs) Similarly, 41% said they'd be unlikely to consider him for a relationship. So I found that uh, interesting. So I guess uh, public service announcement to those uh, single guys out there. uh, If you have a cat, keep them out of your dating profile and... uh, Wait till you already have the girl. Like I said, in a little bit, we are going to be, uh, I'm honored to have the guest that we're going to have. She is an internationally recognized certified cat behavior consultant and also an award-winning author of the book Naughty No More. And she owns uh, the Cat Coach where she works with uh, individuals uh, and clients helping them with their cats and their cat uh, behavior. Um. When we come back, we'll be joined by her, and uh, we'll be taking your calls about cat training and answering your cat behavior questions. So give us a call at 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Arizona can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on Independent 1100. KFNX will be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866 866- 536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. I am your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. And we are very proud to have our next guest with us, uh, Marilyn Krieger. She's an internationally recognized cat behavior consultant, uh, an award-winning author of the book Naughty No More, also the owner of the Cat Coach LLC, where she works with individual clients and through veterinary referrals, helping cat owners solve their cat behavior challenges by first identifying the triggers for the behavior and then addressing them through force-free, non-punitive methods. Uh, Marilyn's book, Naughty No More, focuses on solving cat behavior issues through clicker training, uh, environmental changes, as well as other positive reinforcement techniques. Um, some might remember Marilyn from the column she wrote for Cat Fancy Magazine for many years. Uh, Marilyn's a frequent guest on television and radio. Uh, she's appeared along with her Bengals and her Savannah Cats on Animal Planet, CBS, KGO, and other media outlets. Right now, we're honored to have Marilyn Krieger here on Pet Talk today to help us understand cat behavior and also to answer our listeners' questions about their feline friends. Good afternoon, Marilyn. Thank you for being here with us, and welcome to Pet Talk today. It's an honor to have you here. 
Well, thank you, and I love your introduction. That was awfully nice of you. It's really nice to be on the air with you. Thanks again for asking oh, me to be here. Thank you for being here. Um, tell me, Marilyn, how did you become a certified cat behavior consultant? How does one do that? Well, with a lot of work. Um, unfortunately, this isn't a regulated field. I wish it was, but there are there are certain organizations that you can go to and become certified, uh, legitimate organizations, like the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. That's where I got my uh, certification. You can also become a vet behaviorist as well, but you first have to become a vet. Um, I strictly work with behavior, though, and my species is cats. And, and you wrote a book, isn't that correct? Yes. My book is called Naughty No More. And it focuses on using uh, force-free methods to change cat behaviors. Uh, clicker training is in there, behavior, other behavior modification, changing the environment, <clears throat> and also education. <clears throat> it's important that cat owners understand the behaviors and what is behind what the cat is doing, and it helps, uh, helps them solve issues a little easier. So cats can really be trained. You know, there's uh, that, I think that misconception, that, that myth out there that, um, you know, cats are these independent, stubborn animals that do their own thing and they can't be trained. So how do you train cats? Very easily. Yes, unfortunately, there is kind of a cultural fog that... Uh, the cats can't be trained, and, and sadly what happens, a lot of people will surrender <clears throat> cats. <clears throat> Excuse me, I seem to have something in my throat here. Hairball, maybe. Yes. Well, people, <laughs> uh, sometimes when they can't change the behavior, they'll just assume they can't, and they'll surrender them to shelters, or they'll put them outside, or even euthanize them, whereas cats can easily be trained. Um the, the thing is to understand their behavior and why they might be doing something, doing a specific behavior. And then also you can, if you want, you can actually train them like to sit and to shake hands really? and things like that if you wanted to. And uh, it's a matter of figuring out what it is. Again, figuring out the triggers and finding out what what the problem is and than um, addressing that and giving them other things to do that are more specific to their behaviors. I don't know if that came out already. No, it did, it absolutely. It made a lot of sense. What What are the most um, common issues that, that people would call you about? <clears throat> well, I get a lot of calls about elimination issues, aggression, and also how to introduce cats to each other. They may be bringing in a new cat. Um, there's also, as I say, aggression. So, for instance, uh, an outside cat may come by and trigger the inside cat. We'll see it outside the window, and it might make them very upset because they cannot get at that outside cat. And they may turn that aggression onto another cat buddy, and that's called redirected aggression. I get a lot of calls for that. For that. Also, as far as elimination issues are concerned, the first thing, though, always whenever there's a behavior change is to take your cat to the vet to make sure there isn't something medical going on. So um, a lot of times the elimination issues are actually 
medical issues. But if it's not, many of the situations are unfortunately caused by the the owners. They're not. They don't really realize it. But you know things like. Um, not scooping litter boxes or not having enough boxes or putting them in the litter boxes in places where the cats might feel they can be ambushed or trapped. So these are all very easy to uh, to address and to change. Once you understand why the problem is going on, then people can change that. And we want to take opportunity to let our listeners uh, be able to call in with questions for you. Are you okay taking some questions? Absolutely. So those who have a question for Marilyn about your cats, uh, give us a call. The number to ask Marilyn these questions in Phoenix is 602 602- Two seven seven five three six nine six zero two two seven seven KFNX. Outside of Phoenix, you can call toll free at eight six six five three six eleven hundred. And we've got Julie from Glen Glencoe, Illinois, I believe it is. Julie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. What's your question? Do you have a question for uh, Marilyn? I sure do, and um, from listening, it's your most common question. It's regarding cat elimination. Um, I have a multi-cat household, and one of my cats has been spraying since February, and I've read a few books and spoken with my vet and some knowledgeable friends about cats and taken a lot of the steps to help stop the problem. It's gotten better, but um, I think from the knowledge I've garnered that, that the crux of the problem is feral cats that have been spraying around my home, and that's a problem that currently is at bay but will probably continue in the future. So is there a way to help Cody, my cat, build some resilience against what will likely be a recurrent problem? Yeah. I mean, this this is something that is so common. So the first thing, if there's any way of managing those cats, if you can – Contact a group to come in and uh, trap, neuter, you know, and release them. Um, that's important. But it is important to keep them away from your house in a way that doesn't hurt them. So you make the area, the ferals, you make that area <clears throat> kind of an uncomfortable, uh, a, a place that they don't want to go. And you, there's various products, various things that you can use. Uh, you can even put, if you have fences and they're up on the fences, you can put um, uh, bird spikes up there. I mean, it's not going to hurt them. You don't want to hurt them, hurt the cats, but they're not going to want to jump up there. Uh, you can also, there are some ultrasonic type, kind of devices. They're motion-sensitive and you have to point them out, not in, and animals don't like that sound. That may keep them away. Lemon will help, but that's the first thing that needs to be done is to manage that. You also have to make sure you do a really good cleanup. You use a purple, a, a, uh, I'm sorry, an ultraviolet light. It's, it shines uh, purple, and it will luminesce where the urine is. Generally speaking, the ferals, or cats, you'll say cats like to spray in places like sliding glass doors and windows where the air will go back and forth. You want to make sure to target those areas. Meantime, indoors, what you need to do is do a very good cleanup with an excellent enzyme cleaner. You also do that outside, and then um, you block 
the windows. You block the area so that your cats cannot see out there. This is a very common problem. Hopefully we answered your question, Julie. Steps, but the window shades are one that I have not yet done. And then um, I've cleaned up indoor. I have a professional black light at this point, and I've used that Nature's Miracle Urine Destroyer. Is that one that you recommend? Um, I, I don't want to go really recommend products, but it's not one that I usually recommend to my clients. But I, I really don't think I should be specific in recommending products. I'm trying to kind of avoid doing that. Okay. You can contact me through my website, The Cat Coach, and www.thecatcoach.com, and then I can talk to you through email about it. But I don't want to recommend specific products. Um, they don't allow tall fences where I live, and so what did you mean by spikes? Oh, well, you can go online. They're just... It's like a roll. That it, it's these little plastic things, and they're they're pointy, and you put them on the top of the rail of uh, or the top of the fence. And the animals don't. They're supposed to keep birds out. I like birds on my my fence, <laughs> but birds don't like to sit on them, and cats don't like to either. So that it's just something to look at. The the thing is, is you want to make sure that you keep. You, you don't want the ferals in your yard. Make sure that you don't feed them in your yard. If you do feed them, feed them elsewhere away from your house. I don't feed them. I used to, and it didn't set him off. Maybe it was a female. Um, it's just something lately has, has been setting him off. Um, so, yeah, I don't feed the ferals. And um, I do have a wildflower garden and bird feeder, so there's, like, good entertainment for the cats. And that may be what's helping attract the ferals, too, that they're trying to eat the chunk. Correct. That's right. Exactly. Yes. You are. When you feed the cat, uh, feed the birds, even though it's fabulous to watch the birds, but uh, there are other animals that like watching them, too. <laughs> so uh, so the, the window shades, I mean, that, I think, will help a lot. And then um, um, keeping sure them, I'll the do my best to keep them go, off. You don't want your cat to be able to go behind the shade, so you may have to actually block it with something like butcher paper or a film. Then you can pull it back because cats do get behind shades. Draperies, you're right. Um, or I could even see if there's a way to, like, uh, put, like, a little clip to hold them down because so Cody's really smart. So, yeah, he would go... He would go under it. Okay, well, I'll try those things. I've tried all the other things that you would probably suggest. Um, it's, and those are the, you know, the remaining things. So, and then, because he was on Prozac and I took him off because I don't really like the idea of him being medicated. Well, you need to manage the problem. The reason for his behavior has to do with an outside, outside influences that you need to manage. That's your priority. Okay, Julie, thank you for your call. We're going to have to take a break here in, in just a second. But before we do that, uh, Marilyn, you had mentioned that uh, people can contact you uh, for consultations. Um, how do you do how – do, how do the consultations work, um, especially, you know, in the age of uh, COVID? And, and also then, how do people reach you? Yes, very good questions. First of all, you can reach me through my website, which is 
www.thecatcoach.com. And there's a form on there, or you can email me at Marilyn at thecatcoach.com. The way consultations work, they're remote. So they're through either Zoom or um, Face uh, FaceTime. I was going to say Facebook. FaceTime or through Skype. And what happens is that you fill out a form that the – they fill out a form. There are specific pictures that I need that I will uh, – I will list, and then we have a 90-minute consultation. And during that time, after we figure out exactly why the cat is doing what they're doing, um, we have the consultation. I give you recommendations. You need to take notes, though. You'll get notes from me as well. And then after the consultation, clients have 30 days in which to reach me through email with updates and questions for as long as they, you know, as many times as they need to. And actually, to be truthful about it, I usually go a little longer, uh, for longer than the 30 days. We're up against a break, but uh, after our break, we'll be answering more of your questions with our guest, Marilyn Krieger, Certified Cat Behavior Consultant. And uh, we will be right back. Raised by Wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866 866- 536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, and I am your host, Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. And we are here today with Marilyn Krieger, who is our guest. Marilyn is a certified cat behavior uh, consultant. She is also an award-winning author of her book, uh, Naughty No More. And uh, we are taking your calls about cats and your questions about their behavior uh, Marilyn is here taking those calls. You can give us a call in Phoenix here at 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Outside of the Phoenix area, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. And we've got another caller. We've got Kay in Mesa. Welcome to Pet Talk today. What's your question for Marilyn, Kay? Uh, yes, hi there. Hi. Glad to hear there's some info about cats on, on the, on the radio. Uh, I have a, um, a feral cat, uh, he's spay and neutered as a multi-pet household, and there are ferals that are dropped around on the outside, and, uh, we've been spaying and neutering them as, as well, but this cat, the, Unbeknownst to me, someone had been playing with him with a, um, a laser toy. Oh boy. And after that, 
destroyed this cat. He sprays unbelievably, and I'm using a lot of the things that you had had mentioned, uh, but um, I'm getting younger every year, and it's complicated. I really need to be able to see if there's any solution, and I did want to share that uh, with individuals, and uh, along with that, I'd like to know where to find your book, and is there a telephone number that one can actually reach out to you? Well, um, okay, so first of all, my cat, if my cat, I have cats too, one sitting on my lap right now. Um, my book is called Naughty No More, and it's available on Amazon. And uh, it would be best if you reach me through email, Marilyn at thecatcoach.com. Now, um, I have a question. Now, I don't, you talked about laser pointer play, which I'm against, but that's not what's causing the spraying. I, what's the core, I'm, and I can talk about lasers, why they're not good to use, but then you were talking about spraying, so I'm, I'm a, a little confused. Um, he was, he was about three years of age when this, three to five, somewhere in that range, and he was a feral cat. He was already neutered and had no spraying problem. Uh, a, a goodwill friend had just stopped by and had some laser toys and while I was busy doing other things was playing with a cat him and, and the, another cat and both of them have started spraying neither were spraying prior to these incidents and that playing with a laser had been going on for some time so of course I associated with that since we didn't have the problem prior uh, prior to that but uh, I've been able to get the one stabilized fairly well the other um, lots of stress seems since and he was never that type of cat but they were both ferals and trapped and fixed and as i said it began after the laser toy so whatever input you have i'd be more than glad to receive yeah. marilyn thank you for what you do we appreciate that well well that thank you uh two different issues and uh we'll talk about the spraying first um how many how many cats do you have uh <clears throat> the indoor cats, there are five, and there's one female and the others are males. Uh, okay, the ones that are spraying, it's the the two that are spraying, are those are indoor cats or outdoor? Hello? Yes. Are they indoor or outdoor, the ones that are spraying? Indoor. They're indoor. And then the outdoor ones, are is everybody fixed? The ones outside? Uh, yes, we had a massive uh, neighborhood uh, collective and uh, spayed Good. neutered uh, probably Good. in our neighborhood close to okay. 80 to 100 cats. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, have you gotten some new, perhaps some new ferals, even if they're fixed, wandering around, I mean, coming by to, you know... Uh, well, uh, it, it's certainly certainly a possibility. I mean, I yeah, you know well, I don't know. I'm a little older, so I'm not uh, let's say outside in that level <laughs> that I might have been at one time. Yeah, so that that's that's an issue because that again, those outsiders they, they they even when cats are fixed, they will spray. Um, again, female that was like maybe, that. She was astounding. I couldn't believe it, but she was a, a massive sprayer. Even after spay, uh, spayed. Well, wait, wait. Are you sure he is spraying and he's not urinating? Uh, yes. Okay. He's spraying. Right. Okay. Um, but again, uh, as I told the previous caller, you're you're gonna have to you have to manage the situation. Um, maybe, maybe with those 
the outsiders, maybe you feed them or you have them on a different area of the house where your indoor cats can't see them. And then you block the view so they don't see the visuals. I have gotten them, or the feeding station is is away from the house, but uh, sometimes you have neighbors and uh, you can't always manage the neighbors uh, if in the same way, you know. You don't Mm. know what they're doing. Yeah, I understand, but that's kind of, I mean, I I hate to see if you're going to say this, but when you have outsiders coming to visit and you're working with ferals and there's some new ones, this is going to happen. But there are some things you can do indoors besides keeping your cats away from where they can see the ferals outside. You want to make sure that you have plenty of ways for the cats to demonstrate their status in their very flexible hierarchy. So in other words, you have vertical territory like high cat trees, a lot of them minimally five feet in height. You can put um, shelves that go all the way around the perimeter of the rooms for the cats. Um, uh, You know, there's a things like that that you can do. You can also make sure that you have plenty of scratchers, horizontal and uh, vertical scratchers. That's another way cats mark their territory. You can have those around. So there, you know, there are a few things you can do to make the indoors more cat-centric to show the status and things like that. Um, by the way, when cats uh, at a certain age, they, they when they're teenagers, we'll say teenagers, um, they, like all teenagers, uh, need to show their place uh, where they fit in, and you want to make sure that that's another reason to have the vertical territory so they can show their status. Because another thing, marking territory is a reason that they will spray. And Marilyn, we're uh, going to give um, we're going to give you another opportunity to give out your uh, email address so people can contact you. Because I know that you know these things can get uh, complicated. So give us yeah. your email address again. That way, if people need to have an in depth yeah, consultation, that they can. Marilyn at thecatcoach dot com. Marilyn at thecatcoach.com. We've got another caller. We've got. I'm sorry I went on. That's okay. You're doing great. This is such great information. I really appreciate it. We've got Phil in Fountain Hills with a question. Phil, welcome to Pet Talk today. What's your question for Marilyn? Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, yesterday uh, on Facebook, they put uh, a, a feeler out to, to get more uh, responses, and they said, you know, with something wrong with your cat, you don't understand. And I answered it, and they sent me to you, so I appreciate that. Uh, I have a, a an older cat. She's about, I don't know, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, the last one out, the runt, and then the mother passed away right after she was born. I don't know if that has anything to do with what's going on with her, but for the last four or five years, this cat eats like a like a starving trucker that's been on the road. I mean, she is nonstop. Every hour on the hour, she eats, takes a nap. She'll only eat wet food. She doesn't gain a pound. And uh, otherwise, she's pretty happy and healthy. She runs and plays, and there doesn't seem to be anything other than that. But it's just, uh, it's odd. I mean, I'm, I'm rifling through cans of cat food, and I can't so- figure out it. You know, and then at night she's howling and waking everybody up in the house. 
Okay. And then you get up, and she just, you know, it's like she just wants company. She's not even hungry. Okay. So, first of all, the first thing you need to do, Narian, about the the food as well as the howling, there could be medical issue going on as far as the food and even the howling. Now, cats do, when they get older, some of them do get cognitive disorders, cognitive function, but you've got uh, disorders, I should say, cognitive disorders, but you do need to have the cat checked out because there are also medical problems that will cause what you are, what you are describing. So that's the first thing you need to do. Take the cat to the vet. Like it could be thyroid. So my question is, um, this late in life, is there a treatment, a non-invasive treatment or medicine I can get that's fairly inexpensive? You know, I don't want to be shelling out five grand for an older cat and, uh, you know, I don't know how much longer she's got, but you need I want to give her the best care I can. But do you I know of any talk, places? I can't talk about anything medical. I'm not a veterinarian, but you do need to get the cat checked out by a vet. Um, if it is strictly behavioral and the cat, uh, the veterinarian rules out any medical issues, then it can be approached as a behavior issue, but not until uh, the vet rules out any medical and that has to be done we appreciate your call phil well, we are up against another break i am your host will bangora and you're listening to pet talk today on independent 1100 kfnx and we are talking with a certified cat behavior consultant marilyn krieger um, and we will be back taking your questions here right after this break Welcome back. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today. We are here every Sunday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. And we are talking to our guest, Marilyn Krieger, who is a certified cat behavior consultant and an award-winning author of her book, Naughty No More, and we are taking your calls in Phoenix here at 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. And we have Sharon in Utah. Sharon, welcome to Pet Talk today. What's your question Hi, for everyone. Marilyn? Thanks for, thanks for having me on, Marilyn. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for your book. Thank you, You're welcome. Um, I learned to uh, clicker train my Savannah Bengal mix. And the reason I'm calling today is that he's 10 years old, and his his boyfriend, as I would call him, passed away about seven months ago. And the grief has been pretty heavy around here because Boopy, the, the guy who passed away, was really the, the pride leader. So if you had any further suggestions for me besides what's in your book, I really would appreciate what I can do to kind of help him get over what happened. Sure. I'm, I'm happy to help. Yes, uh, cats do grieve, and that's something a lot of people don't understand, but they can grieve heavily for a buddy, and that buddy might be another cat, like with your, your Bengal, or it can be a, a person. 
Uh, it's very important to make sure that uh, when a cat is grieving that that cat eats. Uh, it's very sad that some cats will stop eating, and when that happens, um, you have to get them to the vet immediately to be taken care of because they can't go without eating. Um, <clears throat> grieving is very stressful for cats. What you want to do is to have consistency. So, in other words, um, you don't want to fawn over the cat a lot. I mean, of course, more than usual, I should say. But you want to make sure that they have a consistent schedule. You feed them multiple times a day. You have them work for their food. So, in other words, instead of just having them graze and have bowls of dry food, uh, you do games with them. Perhaps you have a meal where you toss treats for them to run and get. You put it uh, you put pieces of food in canned food, even raw. You can put in puzzle boxes, even use PVC connectors, make them work for it, put it on a schedule. You can do treasure hunts where you hide treats on places like vertical territory or in boxes and things like that. You play consistency consistently with them. You play in a way in which they... You use the toy, and then the last thing they do, you put that food down at that last catch. Um, so they'll eat, groom, and they may go to sleep. In other words, you want to have activities for them that's done on a consistent basis. Clicker training is also very helpful, and they enjoy it, and it gives them something to do. Is that helpful? Agreed. Yes, super helpful. I really appreciate your time. Sure, and thank you for your call. Um, Marilyn, we had another caller, but she didn't want to go on the air, and she was wanting to know, and I know you mentioned it, that you're against laser pointers. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, why that's a problem for cats? Because I know that was a question uh, that she wanted to ask. And, you know, what uh, what are the alternatives to using laser pointers? What are the best ways to play with cats? Thank you, Will, for bringing that up. The reason why I don't like laser pointers, in in addition, of course, to uh, being shined in the eyes, it's also a very bad idea, and it's not just with cats. When an animal is playing or when they're hunting, there are neurotransmitters that are released into the system. The One of them, the main one that we're going to talk about right now, is one called dopamine. We have it also. As humans have the same thing. But the thing is, once the cat or animal has caught that toy or their prey, the dopamine usually stops being released into the system. Unfortunately, with a laser pointer, they can never catch it. And what happens, it leaves them escalated up in stress. It's very stressful and frustrating. So instead of using a laser pointer, use a pole-type toy that you pull away from the cat imitating the hunt. Now, you don't want to have uh, those type of pole toys around when you're not there to supervise because the cat can hurt himself or herself with it, you know, can wrap around their head. But you're going to pull the toy away. You let the cat catch the toy occasionally. And then that very last catch, as I mentioned to Sharon, there uh, you put food down and the cat 
will eat, groom, and may go to sleep. The other thing, too, there are wonderful interactive toys that you can get for cats. Cats that like ball and track toys. The cats can um, swat the little ball around. Those work very well. And, again, the games like tossing little things. If you have stairs, you can uh, toss things down the stairs for the cats to run and get. Some will even bring them back. So does that answer your question? Yeah, I think, you know, and we find the same thing with dogs. It is a huge yeah. problem. It will absolutely make them uh, neurotic. Um, so I appreciate you, uh, you know, answering that question as well. You know, I, I had a question for you because, you know, you talk about clicker training, and I'm a huge proponent of, of clicker training. And mm-hmm. we've had some calls about uh, spraying and elimination issues. Are there things that people can do proactively um, to positively reinforce uh, maybe using the clicker to get the cats to be more motivated to actually use the litter box? Well, um, you you can use clicker training to help the cat feel uh, more confident and less stress and less stressed you don't want to use clicker training when the cat is using the litter box because the thing is in other words when they're actually using the box you don't ever use it the reason why is that you don't want to interrupt the behavior in other words you don't want to stop there using the litter box and when you click it usually, even though it reinforces the behavior, it actually stops it. Also, cats should not and do not eat around their litter boxes. Mm. But you can use it to help feel, help cats feel more confident. Also, you can use it on areas that have been cleaned with a really good enzyme cleaner, and you have to use a high-quality one. And so you can change their association with that area. Uh, but... In addition, it's very important to figure out exactly why the cat is not using the litter box. And it may, again, as I mentioned earlier, have something to do with what the owners are or aren't doing. Like they're not scooping or they only have one box for lots of cats or just or have a small uh, covered box. You know, these things have to be addressed. The clicker training is always helpful in these situations. You have to address the triggers. So clicker trainer is a tool that can be used in conjunction with a lot of other techniques to solve problems. Interesting. Now, the gentleman that, that called, I believe it was Phil, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, older cats uh, and mm-hmm. cognitive decline. Are, are there any behavior problems that tend to be present in, in older cats? Yeah, so... Um, again, you have to make sure the cat is checked out by a vet because a lot of times the symptoms that you, that cats will display with cognitive dysfunction are the same thing that they'll show with, for instance, thyroid issues. So, for instance, uh, I had one of my Bengals. She, at the time, she was 17. She lived to almost be 21. She had cognitive issues, and the way I knew it is that she would wander around the house screaming. She'd get lost. She would cry, and I'd find her sitting, it was very sad, facing a corner screaming. That that was an indication. Um, sometimes, they, uh, as I say, they get lost, uh, lots of vocalizing. There are different 
a few other behaviors too that are are symptomatic of cognitive issues. Now, <clears throat> I found uh, because of Molly, I actually developed a protocol, and I work with a lot of cats that are displaying symptoms of dementia, and by giving them certain types of activities on a regular basis, having them active, doing even even swatting things, even their eyes, tracking, it can help after a while diminish those symptoms. But again, before doing any of this, the cat has to be checked out thoroughly by a vet. Very good. I can't believe that our time is already up. Thank you so much for being here, Marilyn. Um, before we go, I want you to very quickly be able to um, let people know again, how can they reach you? Uh, what is your website? What's your email address? How? Give us the name of your book and, and how people can get that from you. Thank you. My website is thecatcoach.com. The book is called Naughty No More. It's available on Amazon as well as other it's available everywhere, you know, online. And my email address is Marilyn, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, at thecatcoach.com. Thank you so much. Marilyn, it has been a pleasure. Are you willing to come back? Because we have so many yeah. more questions that we didn't get to today. I am happy to. I really enjoy this. And part of what I do, it's very important for me to educate people. So I'm very, you know, uh, on behavior, on cats and what. We have to go right now. I am so sorry, folks. This is Will Bangura. It's been a great pet talk today. We'll see you next week.